Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Bad on Bears fans, training camp week two is here. Lance Briggs in the building. Pat the Designer back at it again. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. We got a ton to get to today, man. And I mean, it's real football now. So you could look at Lance's face. Look how excited he is. I'm excited to see you without your hat. This is is rare. It's a rare occasion. You got to take a look at Friday's interview. Hey, I, you got to look at Friday's interview. My mom called me. I was like, don't wear that hat no more. I was like, I thought it was a good hat. She's like, don't wear that hat no more. No, nah, mm. but I got the, yeah, I got the fresh cut. I had a barber. Yeah. My barber shout, clean. Out to, shout out to Q Skipper out here, man. One time I put the hat on straight away after Ooh. getting the cut. And he just looked at me and said, what are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, take your hat off. I just cut your hair. So right. now I just like don't wear it a week after out of like fear a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I would. I mean, if I was your barber, I was like, "Why don't you just stand up and spit in my face right now?" That's pretty that much what he said. Like, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I mean, I never thought about it like it was a work of art. But man, we'll get yeah. into so much coming into this, man. Let's start this thing off the right way, man. First off, Lance, how you doing, man? Are you excited that we finally got some good football to talk about? I am. I am. Uh, football season's here. It's uh, it's my favorite season of the year. Uh, I love Chicago in September. It's my favorite month. Uh, for, for a lot of people, it's, 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 a, it was warm. I remember my rookie year getting there in September, by the end of September, I had on a beanie and a mask and everybody laughed on the football team. They said, you're, you're not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you, I told, I told Roshan when he, when he came on the pod, I said, buy your coat in Chicago, bro. Don't buy yes. your coat somewhere else and think it's going to work here. You got to buy your coat. Now, if you go to Buffalo and buy it and come back, you'll be good. You're but good. you got to buy your coat in a cold weather climate. You come from Arizona with a coat, you're going to freeze. They, they don't freeze. have out there. Listen, listen, growing up, growing up in Sacramento, man, I, you know, I didn't real. I didn't understand why they had zippers that went so far up. I'm like, I, I never, I never zipped my jacket up. Listen, what are you doing? <laughs> then, you know, I, I live in Chicago. That first winter, that zipper can't go high enough. I'm like, this thing gotta get it up higher. Well, let's jump into this before the government try to get you. It's because they know about the last topic. Don't worry about it anyway. But mm-hmm. hey, no, still. I, I, I want to ask you this question from the player's perspective because the Chicago Bears are still openly looking for a pass rusher. Ryan Poles has yeah. said this. Uh, uh, um, Matt Eberflus has talked about this. And not to say that they're going to go all in no matter what, but they have said, you know, for the right price, we're looking to add. My question mark is from the player's perspective as a guy in training camp who's working his butt off to try and make this team right does this feel kind of like a slap in the face or does it feel more like a vote of confidence in the aspect of we believe in you guys enough to add a player to this team to try and go out and win as many games as possible now you gotta everybody every player has to understand his his situation and um and with that being said you also have to understand listen we didn't have a lot of production from our pass rush uh, last year, yeah. and in particular, our our edge rushers. You know, so what have we done to 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 uh, rectify that? And am I one of those guys that's supposed to do that? That's picked to do that? Whether I am or I'm not, it's still an opportunity because you're here and you get to get reps. Okay, so before they find that name brand uh, pass rusher, uh, I have an opportunity to come out here and show that 
I can be at least be in that rotation or until they get that guy, I should be the guy that they can depend on. You know, it's all about the opportunity. It's uh, it's, it's perspective. You know, don't look at it as as uh, um, man, they're they want a new pass rusher. I'm a pass rusher, so I'm not good enough. Yeah. No, it's an opportunity because you get reps, you know. Yeah, it's and you guys had a, a similar situation, maybe not the same style, but right when you guys had the opportunity to go get Julius Peppers, right? How was that perceived in that locker room on a defense that, you know, is still a pretty good defense? And now we're going out to add Julius Peppers to it. Was that a was that a we we don't need that guy, but we'll take him? Or was that a no, please bring Julius because we know what he adds to a team no matter what? Look, we had some quality defensive ends, you know, uh, in Alex and, and Wale Agunlier. Uh, but you know, it, it, it was also, uh, uh, an upgrade was presented an elite upgrade. So, you know, I, you know, and as much as, uh, I love those guys and I know that those guys probably hated having to leave, they understood, you know, they, they understood the situation and, you know, you look at a guy like, uh, Julius Peppers in his career, shoot, I understand why you guys are doing this, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's, and, 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 and it's, it's one of those things too, you know, defensively, we, when, when you hear, you know, a player of that caliber, and you're like, man, we're, we're going to add him to our defense. And you look at what pieces are already there. You're like, wow, you know, we're going to we're going to be a formidable defense next year. You know, so it's it was exciting for us. It wasn't as exciting, I'm sure, for the defensive ends that moved on. But uh, but it was exciting time for the Bears. Yeah, it's it's. I, I always find that interesting, right? Because I think in terms of, you know, a lot of media members will jump on the mic and they'll be like, yeah, you absolutely should move on from that guy. You got to trade that guy. You got to sign. I got to come in. But you don't think about the fact, right? Like, I feel like too often you don't think about that's a person. That's somebody's career that has yep. just changed now. You know what I mean? It's not just, oh, we added Yannick Ngakwe. If we had Yannick Ngakwe, it's somebody probably just lost their job. So right. I, I always like having you guys here getting into the mind of the players, right? Like, Having that understanding, that's a it, I, I'm it's it's such a responsible way to look at it. I feel like maybe because you held that position the entire time, you look at it that way. Wasn't no linebacker gonna come in and take your job? It's not that they, I mean, they they were bringing guys in, they were bringing yeah. guys in each year. They drafted a new linebacker, you know, and and they drafted guys to shoot, I think, as, as high as the, the second round. Yeah. You know, those guys are supposed to stick, you know, and and, and uh, there were I know there were a ton of third round uh, linebackers that were supposed to come in and take my job, you know, and that. But but, I, you know, it wasn't one of those one of those those linebacker rooms where I was going to be a jerk to you or not yeah. tell you what you're And Brian was the same way. You know, we we wanted you to learn as much as possible and may the best man win. Yeah. You know, we just knew who the best men were, you know, so. <laughs> But but you know and, and but that's and that's the mind frame that that yeah each, that whoever the defensive end is now whoever the edge rushers are right now and anybody that comes in that's the mind frame you have to you have to have in order to stick you know in this in this league you have to know that you are the best player out there you have to show them your worth and you have to do it on a daily basis because you know that the the success is rented out there and and that rents due every day yeah I mean. It's crazy to think, right, like the confidence that we have in this team improving this season. Adding a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, does that make you feel like the Bears are taking that Khalil Mack swing, right? Where in 2018, I don't even know in 2018 we added him. I don't think we thought we were going to be as good as we were. But right in 2018, all of a sudden you go from being, uh, you know, they might be a fringe in the hunt team. Does that take your expectation of what the Bears are supposed to be from 
yeah, you should be in the hunt to no, you should be competing to be winning this division all in one season? It's it 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 creates more hopeful, you know, me me being more hopeful, you know, it, it, I, it, health and and being prepared, you know, the way that you play the game is 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 always going to be most important as far as I'm concerned, but um adding a piece like that it, on paper, it 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 makes me more confident in competing with the the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota yeah. Vikings, you know, and and with Aaron Rodgers gone, who knows how they're going to be? But history history says that any any quarterback in Green Bay that waits four years to 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 play usually finds success. So you know that also gives me more confidence to compete against the Green Bay Packers as well. No, a hundred percent. When is it going to be most important to get him in here? Because at this point, right, we're coming into week two of training camp. We're not in pads yet. I believe first day in pads is Wednesday. Wednesday, EO saying first day in pads. When is it going to become, okay, you've got to get this guy in here so that he can learn it? Or is Yannick Ngakwe, if he's the guy we go after, and or Chase Young, uh, if they made a trade for a guy possibly, which I don't think they're going to do at this point, uh, when is that most important time to come? Because we saw a guy like Khalil Mack come in here after everything was already done. And that first game versus the Green Bay Packers is probably one of the most memorable games we've ever seen in his career. Listen, um, we traded for uh, Adewale Agunlie, I believe it was maybe week one. Week one, maybe week two. I think it was week one of the football season of that year. And he goes on to get something like 11, 12 sacks that year. Yeah. Okay. He knows what he's doing. You know, you tell guy, defensive lineman, where to line up. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Uh, I think it's different than, like I say, if we traded for a quarterback or a receiver, or you know, I mean, those are there's 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 nuances to that to that offensive system that you have to learn, and it, and it, and 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 it, you have to progress in that. Uh, there's a progression there. You know, as a defensive lineman, luckily as an edge rusher, it it. it it can be very simplified. It's very simplified. So you're edging, you're rushing, rushing from the left. You're rushing from the right, and go get them. You know, what I mean, you read, run, you replace. If you see, uh, you you read past and rush the quarterback and go get him. Yeah. Sack fumble. How do you quantify as let's say you're GM Lance Briggs here? Lance Briggs, the GM mm. of the Chicago Bears. You just got an upgrade, pay raise, all of that. We got you a nice suite up in the. Uh, up in the, the Hilton. Yeah, I mean, you, you're set oh, up. You're good to go. You know I'm good, I mean? huh? Okay. Uh, you're, doing, you're doing really nice. You can bring right. the truck as well. You bring, okay. All you right. can bring the truck. We have a special parking spot just for you. All right. All How right. do you value a defensive lineman who is being graded as a guy who, in his career, struggled against the run but is elite against the pass? How do you grade that guy on? We have to go and get that guy because he's going to create pass rush pressure. But I know there's certain times where he's going to be ineffective. Well, I'm glad that you put me in this uh, GM stance, okay? Because in order to answer that question, I have to know who's in the room with me, okay? So what I'm going to do before I even get to evaluating that player is I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a guy like an Alex Brown. I'm going to go get a. Charles Tillman, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna even get on get a, a Erlacher on the line. I know he's not gonna come into the office, but I'll have him on the speed dial. You know what yeah. I mean? There's players. There's a Mike Brown. I'm gonna have in the office, or or I'll have him on speed dial. There's a group of guys that I trust that have played this game for a long time in this system 
that when we go through an evaluation and I look at this 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 uh, guy who can stuff the run, but not well, not not as well or as well versed in the pass uh, in the pass rush uh, uh, field. These guys that we're we're all going to talk around, and I, and these are these are trusted voices because I know that they've been there. I know that they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and we'll go back and forth, and then we'll figure out a uh, 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 a solution to this to this to this problem or this issue, and we'll get it figured out. Is there a way? What What's the way to make his life easier in that situation? Right? Because like again, Yannick Ngakwe is is being talked about in this way, where elite pass rusher. He's I think he had ten and a half sacks last season. He's been a guy who's been a consistent. Nine to eleven stack guy. Um, <laughs> the music threw me off. I was like, "Wait, where's that coming from?" Right <laughs> way. He's been a guy who's been a consistent nine to eleven sack guy, but you know, teams aren't mm-hmm. afraid to run the ball while he's on the field. How do you protect that guy? Kind of in a, I guess, kind of like in an NBA sense, right? Where like Trey Young ain't a good defender, but we got to find a way to protect him. Well. um, the first thing that you got to do is you have to uh, you you you've got to be sound. You got to look at how many one on ones that are being created. Yeah. All right. You got to know how many one on ones. Now, now if he's getting one on ones and he's losing those one on ones, then we have a problem. You know, um, if he's getting one on ones and he's winning those one on ones, then we have to create more one on ones for him. That's the number one thing I need to see out of my defensive lineman is. If you line up uh, mano y mano across somebody else, are you going to allow that person that's in front of you to defeat you or not? I need dogs on that line. You know what I mean? And if you ain't a dog, you can't play for me. You know, so and that and that means one on ones. Now, hey, listen, they need to double you. They need to double you on that line in order for them to to have some success. And if they're doubling you, they're singling somebody else. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears are going to bring out. I, this pass rusher situation is doesn't seem like uh, it's coming to the end that we thought as quickly as we thought. Uh, so it'd be nice to see it kind of you know, kind of finish out, see where we're going to land with this, or at least if we're heading into the season with the guys that we got. But we do have at least uh, one guy on the opposite side who has probably the funniest story, but it gets me so excited. Maybe this is the Bears fan meathead in me. Darnell Wright. <laughs> Okay. Came out and trained for his conditioning test. Yeah. By preparing for the wide receiver test because he read the wrong thing on the paper, basically. <laughs> when you hear that about a guy like Darnell Wright, does that mean anything? Does that excite you at all? Because for me, I'm like, this dude said basically that he was going to do good on the wide receiver conditioning test. And the lineman test was nothing like that. Like it was way slower, way different, less reps, less distance, all of that. Does that get you excited for this young guy at all anymore? Is it just, hey, listen, it's a conditioning test. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, that's that's great for the outside looking in. It's a great story, you know, but uh, I mean, we Regardless of what you do on that test or whatever it is, it's time. We, we still got to line up. We got to play some football. Yeah. You know, like it's not that doesn't like it, it doesn't tickle me, you know, probably as much as most people. You know, it's it's a I, I think it's super story. Something to yeah, talk yeah. about. Gives you something to talk about. But I what I'm more excited about is that the big man is healthy and I'm excited to see what he's able to do, because uh, uh, to me, he looks like a durable a very durable, long-standing type of player, yeah. you know, and at that position, it's so crucial to have a guy that you can depend on 
for you know uh, uh, for for really for years to come. Yeah, he. I, I'm excited about Darnell Wright, man. He's when you see him up close. I'm not gonna lie to you. He is a monster of a man. Like he he was walking past. And I was just like Jesus. Like the entire offensive line. Ryan Poles has a type. Ryan Poles has a type. The entire offensive line is just massive. But was there you anything? Know, you know, Poles. Poles is a lineman now. He knows. Hey, he should. Yes. He should know how to spot him. How to pick him. Hey, absolutely. And and. The funny thing is, right, when I when I see them go by, like you see the starting offensive line, and it's like at first, the, my first thought was, is Justin going to be able to see over those guys? And then you see Justin go by, and you're like, oh, he's a giant too. Like he's not small. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be, he'll be just fine, bro. We're we're all gonna be fine as Bears fans coming into this season because this team is massive and and it does get me a little bit excited when you did you have anything like that when you were a rookie though where you came in well you had a ton right like that right like you were prepared for everything but was there I mean, anything was, i guess it was, was anything the, i guess where you were like i'm 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 prepared for this just in case even though i don't have to prepare for it <laughs> it was the same it was the same way except kind of in reverse so the defensive linemen that we had you know we had Keith Trailer and and Ted Washington these guys were were 400 pound defensive linemen yeah and they were huge you know so you know from the defensive standpoint I'm like man I'm, I haven't seen defensive linemen this big before <laughs> and I see some big boys but you guys are you guys take the cake man they were huge man so I I mean I get it I'll tell you what 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 it does show though is you know this offensive line comes in and and they start mauling people. You know, yeah. it's in, in the city of Chicago, it's a big setup for commercials and all that good stuff. All the all the you know, all the <laughs> the, the the pandering to everything that's going on with them. Oh, yeah. Having that big offensive line with Justin Fields sitting back kick with his legs kicked back up, you know, it's gonna, people are going to eat that up. What's what's the what's the Bears car sponsor? Is it Chevy? Is it Chevy? You know there's gonna be a commercial with all five offensive linemen all going five up against five Chevys. Yeah, you know I mean, mm -hmm. just yep. pushing them back. <laughs> yep. and, and you know it's welcome. coming. And you're welcome for that idea right now. We just put that out. Hey, we just put that out there. Mm -hmm. We just we are killing it on the media side, man. Y'all gotta jump on with the sponsorship over here too, because we're killing it on the media <laughs> side right now. Lance needs a new truck to put bigger tires on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we're not asking for much. We're not asking, we're not for, asking much. for much. Just we just need some new. We just need some new missions. New let's, let's keep this thing moving, man. I mean, we've had so much going on football wise. The best part about this opening up is not just bear stuff, right? It's the fact that it is just football extravaganza everywhere. Yeah. And my God, do we have fire flying already? Sean Payton versus oh. Aaron Rodgers. Not really. It's kind of versus Nathaniel Hackett. Sean Payton coming out with very, very strong comments about the job that Nathaniel Hackett did with Russell uh, Wilson. I almost messed up. Uh, Russell Wilson there. Um, basically saying it's it's one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history, which is impressive to say because I feel like we've seen some bad coaching jobs here in Chicago. So uh, one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history uh, that Nathaniel Hackett put together. And Aaron Rodgers came with the Will Smith quote, keep my coach's name out, yo. <laughs> Mouth! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Do you like the fire early? I love the fire early. I love it. I, listen, I love what Peyton said. 
I love what Aaron said in response. And if Aaron could reach through the media, through that, through the lines and channels and slap them around, I would have loved that too. <laughs> it's good for football. Got people, it has people talking. You know, it's a good setup for the for the, the game they're going to play. I, I love it. it. It gets the juices flowing. I mean, I think we pretty much could all outwardly see that Nathaniel Hackett had no control over the situation. It was bad. happening in Denver. It was it was horrible. It right? was like, bad. I, he wasn't ready for it. I will never for what was it? It's it was Peyton, not Peyton's place. What's the one that Peyton Manning does where it's him and Eli, and it was Shannon oh, Sharp yeah. on there. They turned Shannon Sharp into an old man. Shannon Sharp was like, "Can we get? It? We we not gonna call timeout. We not call a timeout on it. Skill." Yeah, we're not going to call the timeout on this. Yep. Oh, boy, now we're going to take the timeout. It's, it's one of the worst coaching jobs we've seen. But the fact that somebody actually spoke up about it is not something that we often see. Why not? In these coaching like Oh, I like Why it. Why not? I like it. I like right. it. Why, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, and, and it, I don't think it's. You know, it doesn't have to be perceived as, you know, this is, listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw this guy under the bus. He threw himself under the bus, you know, as far as that, goes. you know what I mean? It was, it, it, it was, it was bad. And I'm not saying that, and I, I'm not saying that he's a bad coach, you know what I mean? But he had a bad tenure, just like Jeremy, Jeremy Daniels was in, in uh, Denver, yeah. you know? And I don't think, I think he's a great coach too. You know what I mean? He just, but he, he, he suffered. Off, offensive offensive coordinator. He's a great offensive off, coordinator. That, that's what I'm talking about. That's yes, what I'm talking about. Yes, bad bad head coach. Bad head coach. You know, and if Nathaniel Hackett was with Aaron Rodgers for the years he was in Green Bay, he's a good kicking coach. He's good. He just not a good head coach. Not right yeah. now. You know, so that's just the way it is. Shoot, I played with I played under Mark Tresman. You know, I'm sure he was a uh, he coached Jerry Rice. He was a good, great receivers coach. Bad head coach. You know, is what it is. How do you, it, it's, how do you, not how, when do you know that as a player? When do you know when, okay, this guy ain't it. Like, I don't know what's going on. Was it, was it when he had the little Star Wars toys in the, in the office or was it the, the back which, of the room which, laser which, pointer? Are we, which, are we talking about any coach? Or are we talking in particular? I mean, listen, let's say any coach, but let's also understand we know who we're talking about here. <laughs> let's say any coach ever so that we can get the honest answer, but we know. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Um, if you're not built to lead men, it's, it's, it's going to show. And if you can't if you if you can't challenge them, you know if you can't challenge them or gain their respect, um, then you will lose them. And they, you, you, and once you've lost them, you you won't you won't get that respect back. And I've seen mm -hmm. that not just from head coaches, but I've seen that from assistant coaches too. You know, and 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 I remember one of my when when I first got in the training camp, uh, my rookie year. You know, I'm coming out of of college. You know, and right. you know, there's this. There's this th there's this level of college where, you know, some of the things that you do get threatened, you know, they they'll threaten you with, with your NFL prospect to get you to do some of the things they want you to do. I think it's one of the worst things you could possibly do as a coach. You know, that's it's a better way to 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 uh, reach your players. But some coaches do that. You know, well, hey, you know these college these these NFL scouts are coming in. You know, it's like you know, so you're gonna badmouth me because. You know, um, I'm arguing about arguing with you about a grade that you 
think that I didn't get, but I really got, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm really going deep on this one. You, but, uh, oh no, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I don't you know, do what you do, you know, but, but you know, when I, my rookie year, when I got, uh, when I was on the, the squad, you know, I, I, I started to hear players, you know, I'm still saying coach, Hey, Hey coach, yes, coach, this and that. And I'm listening. I'm like, all you guys call them by their first names, you know, like nobody, I, I don't really hear people say coach except for all the rookies. All rookies are the only ones that say coach and everybody else dress everybody by their first name. And so, you know, I, I quickly learned, you know, it went from, and even shoot, you could ask my old linebacker coach, Bob Babbage, you know, we, when I call him coach, he's like, something, is something wrong? Like, he's like, Lance, why are you calling me coach? You know what I mean? Why are you calling me coach? You know, my name is Bob or bullet, you know? And so it's just one of those deals, man, you get start to get older and you understand things have changed. Like you're not, yeah. you're not in school anymore. You know, yeah. you're out here to to provide for your families you know and and doing and playing the sport that you love and doing what you love by doing it yeah it, it's it's that's one thing that i asked tyler scott right and that he kind of gave a similar answer i asked him you know what's the biggest difference from going to college where you're a part-time student to being an nfl player full-time now and he was like man like it's on you like you just got to be a man about it like everything is on you there's five weeks off <laughs> he was like I didn't have to do anything for those five weeks, but you also have to do things to come into shape during those five weeks. Mm -hmm. and so you have to have the mentality of I'm a, I'm going to take care of myself and do what I have to do to make this happen. So it's, it's the relationship of like the, the coach to the player. I can see that being odd because it, it does feel like college, even I ain't gonna lie, even Dion, right. When he was like, make sure y'all call me coach. Yeah. I mean, it was like, all right, coach, yeah, it's coach, coach prime. I don't want no disrespect. Yeah. But whenever you see these NFL films, even Pat Mahomes is just like, Andy, it's like, you just call Andy by his first name. dog. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's different. You know, it's yeah. different, you know, and, and, in in college, you're can't. I mean, in college and NFL, really, you're part. You can't let your problems be bigger than the team. Yeah, you know, you have to be able to handle those. But you have a lot. You, I, I I think you, I think you have a lot of help either way on on each level because they, they have to make sure that their players are taken care of. And the NFL, that is the you, they're the product at, at at every level. So you have to make sure that they're taken care of. So um, I just think you know when you get to the NFL, you know we're you have players that make more money than the coaches. You know what I mean? So it's, it's different, you know what I mean? And, and the amount of respect that, that you have for your coach goes a long way. You come, you, you come in with a good coach, you know, you will, to me, you don't just leave a better player. You leave a better man. How much of an improvement do you think the Denver Broncos will make this season with a guy who, in Sean Payton, who I, I think when he walks into any room, he goes into, you can feel leadership and the respect coming off of him. Um, how much of an improvement do you think that's going to make to that team just going from, I mean, they were awful last year at every turn and now coming in, it, we kind of felt like the players were good, but it just didn't show last year because we felt like the coach was yeah. so bad. They'll be coached. I think they'll be coached better. Um, I think they're going to like their, their, uh, the culture. I think they're going to really enjoy the culture under, under Peyton and his staff. Um, they've really it's going to take some, it's going to take time. I think they're going to be coached. Well, they have a quarterback, so you have a chance, you know, we'll see what they do as far as uh, bringing players in, but they, they set themselves back with all the trades and trading them away. I've, as a, as a bear, we've all seen this, how many times we've traded away uh, uh, draft picks and yeah. such to keep the, to get these players. And so, you know, we're, you're, they're really looking at 
at four or five, five, four or five years away from having a real legitimate draft unless they're able to trade a player away and get, get draft picks back. You've had some battles with the mind of a Sean Payton, that offensive mind that he can be, that quarterback guru that he can be. What's the what's the one game that really stood out to you that you were like, hey, man, this dude is different, dog. Like he, he is one of the best coaches we've had in the game. We played in uh, New Orleans. Um, shoot, we lost, I want to say, at the very end of the game, and we thought we had the game. Um, and, of course, he had Drew, Drew Brees. And we're playing, we're running cover two. And, you know, a lot of teams won't test us down the middle because we have a six, four, six foot five Mike that can run. Yeah. Um, this guy threw it down the middle all day long. <laughs> like we're going to throw it. We're going to throw it Now, Listen, we, we defended, we defended some of them, but he was able to get it in that, that little tight window a few times. And that was enough to advance the ball down the field, you know, 30 yards, yeah. you know, and, and it was one of those deals where it was just like, uh, you know, they go up, he likes to go for it on fourth down as well, but it was, it was one of those deals. Like you gotta, you gotta have a lot of courage, a lot of guts to make the throw and it has to be perfect when you elevate it, you know, and, and those safeties not make a play and our might not be able to knock the ball out. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, I really applaud him for that. You know I mean? When you go back and you turn the tape on, you're like, shoot, you know, uh, uh, from the outside looking in, watching the game, you're like, oh, this is where they scored. You know, they got into the red zone and they scored. I'm like, but no, to get there, they had to do this right here. You know, they had to make this play and they made it. So that's, yeah. that's what I remember the most. That's crazy, man. Like just just the 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 fortitude of the lower region to be able to try and just say, hey, Drew, you're just going to attack the middle all day and knowing that it's, it's Brian and, and, we, and listen, you in there. And we practice this repeatedly, re repeatedly every day. Like, we, you know, yeah. we see this stuff. You're going to try to test us. We know how to break on it. We know how to get there. We know how, yeah. to, we know how to close, and we know when that ball is coming. You know, so it's it takes a lot of guts to, to, to try, not just once, but over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did, well, it did. Listen, it didn't work when they needed it to work most. That's the one thing we do know. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, they didn't go to the Super Bowl there. But I think that's I, on that's on Chicago soil in January yeah, I mean, too. Now, yeah, well, <laughs> it, yeah, that's true. That's mm -hmm. true. That definitely uh, makes a little bit of a difference. Um, it is when you think back to to those games versus Sean Payton. Was there any trash talk? Was there any coach going at you? Because Sean seemed like he got a little fire in him. I've seen no. Sean yell from the sidelines a couple of times at some guy. <laughs> no, listen, I, I really like Sean. Um, you know, I, I remember seeing him at a, at a boxing match in Vegas, and uh, it was, shoot, it might have been when I was thinking about retiring or right, right after that 2014 season. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those, hey, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure my tenure in Chicago is up, man. What you got going down there? Going on down in New Orleans, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> tried to give him the head nod. Tried to give him. The, hey, well, you got a uh, any you spots? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, want yeah. to be. You wouldn't have wanted to be with a Rob Ryan down there, man. It's your, it's your DC, would you? It's, it's well, you know, it's all it's it's all about it, it, in your back end of, of football. It's all about who you're playing for, you mm -hmm. know. And, and 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 you know, so you know, if if Lovey doesn't get fired, you know, then then for a lot of guys, you know, in in Chicago, they would try to squeak out as many years as possible. You know, as many years as you say you can you can use me, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, 
um, you know, obviously change coach and the whole culture changes and you're like, ah, this is not something that I want to be a part of, you know, but you go to a coach staff like Sean Payton, you go to uh, um, uh, Andy in, in Kansas City, you know, those are coaches where you're like, shoot, I'll play for you, man. I, hey, if you need, listen, if you need a guy, I got you. you know I mean? <laughs> if you're not, I'll walk away. But if you need a guy, I got you. <laughs> what, what was Sean's response? Oh, I forget. He 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 brushed me off. He brushed oh, me off. Oh dang! He gave he, you. The, he, he gave. He, he, he around you, Lance. Ah, uh, yeah. He 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 brushed me off a little he bit. Said, I mean, we he said you're we, you're, a gr- you're a great guy. You call the office, and I'll get back to you. I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure that we. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that we were joking around about something, and then I like changed the topic real quick, you know, on him unexpectedly and was like hey you know i'm a free agent so if you want to pick me up we should you should probably do that this year and he's like, oh, <laughs> hey you're so never, funny lance never let it be said that lance briggs didn't shoot his shot shout out to lance <laughs> man oh man let's <laughs> let's finish it out on this lance because uh me and you had the ufo conversation previously while you were driving through the mountainside and lo and behold the government says aliens are real <laughs> so Right. Nothing changed. Like everybody was like, oh, yeah, we kind of knew that already. I mean, what, what you want me to do? Have, have you seen I, LeBron James? If you're if you're listen, if you're right, if you're if you're going to come out and say, all right, aliens exist, um, give us some. We, we need some data. I need some data. All right. I want a scouting report. All right. You want I a scouting report on the I want aliens? A scouting report. I want a breakdown. You know what I mean? I want to know what I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> it's one of those deals, right? I, I, listen, I'm a GM now. All right. I'm a GM <laughs> because you said it. I'm a GM and I need a scouting report so I can make the best evaluated decision. The best decision <laughs> available. But I here's the question, right? In your playing career. Was there a player that you played with that you looked at and you said, hey, man, he might not be from here? Julius Peppers. Really? Julius Peppers was, uh, I mean, he, I mean, I, he's just a specimen, man. He's a specimen, you know what I mean? And, and I just hadn't, I, you don't see guys that, that athletic, that size very often. You know, not, not, at least not where I come from. Yeah, you know, you know, he's got the height of a basketball player, but the body of a football player. You know, like he's he, and could move. The guy could run. You know, he was. You know, we had our pursuit drills, and the rule was uh, DBs couldn't get outrun by linebackers, and linebackers can't get run outrun by defensive linemen. But you turn the dog on tape on, and you see Julius running past us, and so you know our coach. You know our coach was like, "Well, we're, we're making an exception." So what we would do, what what we would do in our uh, pursuit drill is soon as we're supposed to like shuffle, shuffle, and then run, soon as the ball was snapped, we're turning and running right now. We're like, we're not getting caught. We're not getting caught by Julius, you know? <laughs> you had to make sure Julius wasn't passing you on the tape. Nope. <laughs> He's sitting there, hey, Julius, slow down, man. You're making me look bad, dog. <laughs> well, shoot, Julius was, it wasn't he a power forward for, uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. He was <laughs> a powerful Kakalaki. forward on that team, man. Like, yep. Julius wasn't no joke, man. So, hey. I can absolutely see that. I, that is – I don't know if I'd have picked him out of all the people you played with. Which guy would you say? 
I probably you know want to know what's weird? I probably would have said Peanut for this reason because he adjusted his game to be better than dudes that were way bigger than him. Well, he, he would adjust how he did so many <laughs> things. Like him being able to go up against Megatron and really be his best competition is still one of the coolest things to me. No, let me let me explain something to you about Peanut, okay? Uh the 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 knack that he had to really, you know, nag those big wide receivers, that was learned at a young age because he was nagging somebody. I know his nickname is Peanut, but he was nagging somebody <laughs> in his family or friend's circle growing up, and he got great at it. He got great <laughs> at it, okay? Because when he was more, when we were together all the time, he used to nag me all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd sit in my, my locker, and he would act like he was going to walk by, and he would just attack me. Okay, and he would do this. He would do this not just to me. He would do this to different players around the locker room. All right, this is a skill that was built over time, like <laughs> Liam Neeson and Taken. All right, I have a set of skills. Peter built those skills and he applied them to receivers. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, no, it, it, it was. It was just. It was so funny because I heard him telling his story one time. He said he wanted to like he wanted to be that guy that like laid the boom on people. He dropped his shoulder. He dislocated it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he said, oh, I'll never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and just like the adjustments that he made, like I always was impressed by him. And so for me, it was like, nah, you got to know something about, you got to know something too in depth about these players that you're going up against. Like the studying that he had to do on these guys, because you saw them versus other guys who we would call top DBs in the NFL. Yeah. And they would dominate them. Yeah. And then they would get up against Peanut, and Peanut would be like, nah, bro, that ain't, that ain't happening. <laughs> no. Nah. But, you know, he, he's also, you know, he, he was very sharp. You know, yeah. he was very sharp in his technique and understanding, you know, uh, uh, angles and movement and, and, and how to defeat those wide receivers, especially the ones that, like a, a, a Calvin Johnson, that's a little bit taller. King, uh, Peanut has a long uh, reach, too, you know, yeah. so – you know, while he might be six one, six two ish, right around that range, you know that reach is going to is, is going to be able to compete with the tallest receivers in in the game. Yeah, man, it, it's it's. Uh, I think there's some aliens in in the sport out here, dog. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, there's some guys in this league right now that you look at and you just like that ain't normal. Pat Mahomes might be an alien, bro. What about what about? Okay, here's a. I mean, this is just this is an off name, but have you ever seen the the arm length of Tyron Smith? From the Cowboys tackle. Oh yes, yes, maybe. And that's not might, a bad name. Might be a white knuckle situation. I'm trying hey, to say that's not a bad name. Listen, he definitely, bro, he definitely scratches like his knees without sitting down. Come on, I'm trying to tell you. Shoot, like it is. It is a. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a good one. That's a good one. Kawhi Leonard might be a, a different sport, but Kawhi Leonard might be an alien. The hand flies. Uh, Willie Rolfe. I don't know. Willie Rolfe was a tackle for the New Orleans Saints and then the Chiefs. He's one of the biggest men. I'm telling you, he was so big that he was in the huddle with the Chiefs and he couldn't turn. He he turned like we said, hey, Willie. He turned like this right here. His whole body went like this. (laughs) There was no turn in the neck. Willie Rolfe. Uh, no turning of the neck. The whole body rotated. The whole body rotated like this right here. 
Uh what's uh what's the uh what's the name uh from the the Cowboys and he went to the Niners? He bench press, strongest bench press guy. Strongest bench press. Not Mike. From the Super Bowl. From the Super Bowls. The Larry uh, Allen? Larry Allen. Listen. Oh, if we going if we going just off pure strength, Nick Chubb is for sure an alien. Did you see the 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 squat that he did with the bar bending over his shoulder? Listen, I don't know if you've heard stories from anybody that's faced Larry Allen, okay? <laughs> but when I played against Larry Allen, I kid you not, every time that he touched me, I hit the ground. <laughs> All right. Now there were times where I slid. I you know I slid through the through him in the hole. I got by him. He didn't touch yeah, yeah. me. I moved faster, but. I'm, I'm telling you, we played him on Thanksgiving Day in 2004, and every time he touched me, I hit the ground. That's got to be an alien, right? Hey, bro, listen. He was, he was, he's one of those players whose name you don't hear enough of, but mm-hmm. you literally, every story I've heard from any player that's talked about Larry Allen is that. It's how literally that. <laughs> like, it's like, you don't, like, it don't look like he did much to you. But you'll be left. <laughs> I just can't imagine if you were his kid and you got punished. You know, it's always gotta be like, Larry, 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 easy, 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 Oh man, that, shoot! Mac got to be on the list then too, because we've seen Mac literally lift three hundred pound men off their feet. Yeah, with yeah. one arm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> listen. There's a lot of aliens in the in, in the NFL. There's a lot of there's aliens some, out there. Wait, yeah, I mean, aliens, listen, we watching y'all, man. Listen, there's aliens in basketball too. Uh, Victor Wimbayama. Yeah, he's a, he's a little different. I said Kawhi. Kawhi for the NBA because Kawhi literally can palm a basketball with his fingers like wrapped around it like it's a like it's a a, a biscuit, and he's got an alien laugh too. Uh huh. Uh huh. I can't even do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. He said, "I can't even see what." I can't even see where you are right now. If that's not an alien, I don't know what he uh, is. His laugh, was, his laugh was like, I got bored halfway through trying to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, shout out to Kawhi, because I know 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why he don't talk to the media because just the way to be anytime we he talks right now, we cut him up. He don't. That's the other thing too. Anytime he talks to the media, we get a little bit something more where we're like, "Hey, man, like that ain't normal. Like people don't do that, bro. <laughs> like what is that?" <laughs> that laugh was priceless, though. Oh, I love it. I oh God, I it hey, man, now. we got to get up out of here, man. Another episode right. of the Chicago Bears podcast. Lance Briggs, Pat, the designer. We're gonna have you guys covered all week with training camp. We got Courtney on tomorrow, McKee Wednesday, Courtney Thursday, Yurko's in the building Friday. Stay tuned mm. with us all week. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave a five star review, and remember, Kawhi's watching. <laughs> 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 Peace.
Dick, man. <laughs> <laughs>